0: This might be the best quarterback draft class in years, and we have huge franchises like Chicago, New England, and Washington with a ton on the line. My name is Craig Horlbeck, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Danny Heifetz. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously, everything. We'll tell you all about which quarterbacks are going to be good, which quarterbacks are going to be bad, like Kenny Pickett, and if there's a diamond in the rough like Brock Purdy. Follow us at the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. Hello and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom, and welcome back, the Mint Edition, the Once in a While podcast about the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Jeremy Dineron. And we are here to talk about uh, oh the big game. Too many, too many big games, too many times. The biggest game. The biggest
2: of games. And the longest game. Probably. Did, uh, here, my biggest question for you, Jomie, did Ice Spice know where she was? Ice Spice. Here's the thing, and I, that's why I love the Taylor Swift thing. Everybody's so mad. We're getting everybody in football. There was in the box explaining to Ice Spice what a what, pe- what like a holding penalty was. You know, first down, second down, mm-hmm. right? What the option is. You know what I'm saying? This time next year, Ice Spice is going to be running an NFL team. It's going to be a GM. <laughs> I can't Let me wait. Teach- She'll, she'll be running gras formations. <laughs> she'll be like, guys, you know, we're in the spread. We're in a spread offense. Okay. We got to throw the ball downfield. All right. There's no time for all this stinking and diming. Let's get the ball 25 yards plus downfield. I'm going to love it. I will be there no matter what.
0: You know, the tight end really was thinking about shit that he shouldn't have. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but to do that with us, we are going to be joined by a very special guest, the host of Button Mash. And pretty much the best Ben in our hearts. It's the Ringers, Ben Lindbergh. Welcome
1: to the show. That's right. Thank you, fellas. Happy to be here. It's a little but believe. Yeah, it's a little but management edition
2: yeah, uh, crossover we, thing. We've mm-hmm. teamed up before,
1: but this is our first official crossover on your territory, at least. I, I'm I'm very
0: excited to have you here, and we're very excited to talk about uh, the colossal media landscape that came at uh, the behest of one of the greatest super bowl and advertising endeavors of the year uh the super bowl but before we get into that some programming reminders later today the house of r is going to be giving you their golden trios tropes course on the house of r feed Uh, i'm going to be i'm going to be ducking and pulling a twofer i'm gonna be taylor swift flying my jet over to house of r right when we're done here and producing that show it's going to be a great one on wednesday The House of R is going to give you their Valentine's Day quickie on some of the greatest romances across all the fandom. And this Thursday, the Midnight Boys will be back giving you their reactions to Madam Web. Boy, I know we can't wait for that one.
2: Fantastic. The podcast.
1: (laughs) I don't know about the movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm looking forward to you guys discussing the movie. That will be cinema.
2: Uh huh. Well, and
0: today, as we mentioned before, we are going to break down all the biggest news trailers and all the content that premiered and showed its face at the Super Bowl in the forms of great, beautiful YouTube trailers and advertisements. So to start off, Ben, giving us your best Christopher Walken impression in honor of his BMW commercial, how was your
1: Super Bowl night? (laughs) Out of respect for Christopher Walken and the many awful impressions he has to endure in that commercial alone, I will not be adding my own. However, I had a very nice Super Bowl night. You know, I'm not a football fan, and I don't always watch the Super Bowl. And to be clear, I don't not watch it in a performative way where I announce that I'm not watching it and make condescending jokes about sports ball. Oh, did you
0: you also not make a
1: a superb (laughs) owl joke like eight (laughs) million other people? It is totally fine to watch and enjoy football. However, I watched it this time, not for Taylor and Travis, but for America's true sweethearts, Jomie and Steve, because I knew oh, we were going to do this. Oh. So I wanted to watch live. And I don't know if claiming to watch the Super Bowl for the nerd culture trailers is like <laughs> claiming to read Playboy for the articles. right? But that is actually what happened. However, I watched one football game this year, and it's the seventh longest in NFL history, <laughs> as I understand. So I guess I picked the right time to start. Good game,
2: though. Well... It didn't start off as a good game, if we we remember. It started slow. It was bad for, for, um, like, what, 35 minutes, and then it picked up. And Usher showed up. And Usher, see, and that's what I'm talking about, man. Usher was in his bag playing (laughs) them hits. All right. (laughs) You know? But as the game got better, the commercials were bad. Like, let's just be honest. Like, as a totality, if we're talking about, like, from kickoff to... Travis, you know, and, 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 and Taylor kissing on the, on, the, on the field, celebrating their love and his championship and their success throughout this entire last 12 months. The overall quality of commercials has fallen. We used to be a proper country. We used to have great <laughs> Super Bowl commercials. And we used to be like, wow, I can't miss a second because commercials getting good. it Brothers, it was terrible. I can remember like, Two or three commercials off the top of my head that I enjoyed: the Christopher Walken one and mm-hmm. the Duncan commercial. Yes, with all yes. the Boston folks, those were fire.
1: I like Michael Sarah Cera in Sarah V. No, you can't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, why? Well, why can't, why? You, can't, why
1: can't do you do Sarah <laughs> Nah, I think that's a good bit. M- my cream, <laughs> <You>
0: know, yes, <laughs> my cream will moisturize you. <laughs> my cream will moisturize you. Nah, There's brother, for human skin. That's yes. not gonna sell. <laughs> and then I love that the fact that it was at the ending,
2: and he's cutting to the boardroom, and everyone's like, "So what do you think?" <laughs> I didn't understand, you know. Like, so what was weird was they have the apartments commercial, right? And that was that was cool. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, Jeff Goldblum putting it on his, putting the entire thing on his back. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Then you get the Homes.com commercial with Dan Levy and Heidi Gardner is just there. Now I don't I don't I don't mind Dan Levy. I think he's very funny. But if you cast Heidi Gardner, let Heidi Gardner do something, they put <laughs> her in a corner. It's like, it's like LeBron with Kevin Love. Hey, you stand in that corner right there and you and don't just do nothing. Here. Just be here. Like, yeah. come on.
1: Homes.com and, and Timu, they had some cash to burn on this. Oh, Super they they, they, oh. Well, they T- were well. Timu represented. was really,
0: really here to give us a great jingle. But I think that's kind of the bigger mention. Like that was kind of the thing that we were talking about when we were watching these commercials at the uh, Super Bowl watch party that I was at. And it's kind of like there there's no there's less of like an artistic flourish and more of a weirdly enough, MCUification of like how many cameos can we shove into this one kind of Funny and truncated SNL esque bit of okay, Michael Sarah is Sarah V. Get it, Michael Sarah. Okay, let's just have him do like basically a thirty rock sketch and get him in and out. Uh, and which isn't exactly bad. That's kind of built for the internet culture that we have nowadays. But it's uh, an interesting kind of riff on the like we're long past the idea of a you know tasteful Pepsi commercial at a. Route sixty six gas station that's going to tell you about you know the the ideals of growing up as a young boy in America. That's not we're long past that, but that's fine because we're going to get also
1: some pretty fun trailers and movie news that we got out of this. I had the same. Impulse to say that Super Bowl ads are worse than they used to be. And then I, I questioned my own impulse. Is that just me being old and saying that SNL used to be funnier with the cast that I watched when I was a kid? Right. But I think there's something to it. I talked to one of my best oldest friends who is an advertising copywriting professional. He's in the industry. And he confirms that they've gotten worse. So take that for what it's worth. He says it's just that there's so many eyeballs on these things now and the stakes are so high and it's so expensive. Seven million bucks for 30 seconds. That all they want to do is make an impression, just something memorable, whatever it is. And often that is a celebrity cameo. So it's just, let's stick some celebrities in there. They'll do something silly and wacky. And then we'll remember that there was an ad with that celebrity, even if we don't remember what the ad was for, which is often the case. But it's just kind of playing it safe, I guess, more so than going for something high concept, right? At least that's my impression. But maybe we're just indulging in revisionist history here. Maybe we're only remembering the good ones from the old days.
0: Well, I feel like I feel like it's probably the most American thing that we could possibly do is talk about the artistic merit of advertisements. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, we're here, and we're here to do just that in the beginnings of talking about some of our favorite movie trailers that came out, uh, which w- most, mostly took the form of a five second. Hey, watch this trailer on YouTube <laughs> <Right>. because we <laughs> don't
1: have a trillion dollars to spend for two and a half minutes. Mm hmm. That's the other thing I was thinking is that, A, yeah, you're getting a 30-second teaser for a teaser, essentially, now. And also, in many of these cases, the trailer's already out, right? Like, we've seen this. It's been out for days. You know, we talked about the Knuckles trailer on Bud Mash last week. Like, it's been out there. And so, it feels a little less like an event. Like, you got to see the Super Bowl. You can't get up to go to the bathroom because you got to see these ads because they're going to be online. They're probably already online. On the other hand. It's really hard to listen to anything and hear anything and pay attention to anything as you're watching the Super Bowl broadcast. Like if you've got any kind of communal setting going on, I didn't have like a watch party, but like my mom came over, (laughs) you know, like it got wild. My mom was there. My wife was there. My daughter was there. My dog was there. And even just with them, I barely could hear anything. So it's not really the best environment to like retain information. No, it's not ideal.
0: I would love to introduce Ms. Lindbergh to who Ice Spice is and who everybody in that booth is that they're
1: cutting away to. She had a lot of questions about (laughs) who every celebrity in every ad was. And I was like, mom, just listen, because they always say the name of the celebrity in the ad because they don't want to spend all that money on the celebrity. And not not have 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 you you know who it was. Yes. It's it's tough. Wonderful. It is tough. Happens to all of us.
0: It, it really does happen to all of us, Jomie. So let's yeah. talk about these trailers. There, we, we've got many to get to, uh, but maybe only a few actual actual standouts. So we could probably start with, you know, probably the crown jewel of the night. It was the first trailer that they actually showed this, uh, this game. And it was probably the worst kept secret in all of the entertainment industry that this was going to be releasing today. It is the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, the third Deadpool movie, the only MCU offering that we have this year.
2: Ryan Reynolds is back, guys. What did we think about this trailer? I I liked it. I thought it set the the expectations of the story very well, and leaves you wanting a little more. They would never show us Wolverine. They never show us Hugh Jackman. They show a shadow. They show like a gaussian blur, uh, um, uh, type glimpse. But other than that, it's like, hey, we take Wade from his loving family and friends and we're trying to and they don't hide that like hey we're just gonna throw you in the ncu it's not it's not a joke i mean it is a joke but it's not like they're not trying to like serious it up it's very much like hey man there's another universe out there you know i liked how how non-vague it was how very direct it was and i think we're gonna have a fun time what do you guys think i was impressed I mean, my anticipation level was
1: already high for this movie, but it was raised further by this trailer, maybe because it sort of stood out in the Super Bowl trailer landscape, at least superhero wise, right? It kind of towered above everything else, which is appropriate because it's kind of doing the same thing in the release schedule this year, right? It's kind of got the whole calendar to itself, at least Marvel movie wise, and it's really leaning into... I think the off-screen narrative which is about this movie saving Marvel that seems to be what the movie is about basically that is the subtext and also the text so there were a lot of ads for Jesus during the Super Bowl which but oh boy only oh. one for Marvel Jesus <laughs> so <laughs> that's the one I'm in the target I really for. I really
0: think that Deadpool lucked out by calling himself Marvel Jesus <laughs> and then we have yeah like five feet washing commercials. Yeah.
1: Great cross promotion. Synergy. It, great.
0: It, it really is. Hats off to, you know, the serendipitous advertising of both <laughs> Jesus and Deadpool. I was incredibly impressed with kind of the, I've always been very anxious about like the speed at which this movie is coming out because mm. it was like delayed more or less in the middle because of the writers and actors strikes. And then we have a release date for what seemed to be a film that is, that has wrapped filming this year, like this past month. And within eight months, we will be seeing it in theaters. Uh, And I don't know. And like, I, I I don't have the like utmost knowledge about how the movie industry works or how great the post-production of a turnaround of a movie like this is, but this feels like a very big movie that you are turning around quite quickly.
2: And, to make it look this good this quickly is quite impressive. Here's the thing, Steve actors and writers were on strike, right? CGI artists were not. <laughs> they were in right. the lab, brother. Yeah. They were and They cooking. cleared the calendar. <laughs> not
1: cleared. much else to work on right now. <laughs> ISO. One on ones. How go.
0: good can we make those uh, backflips from Deadpool look? That's really, yeah. really good. You the know?
1: action looked great, right? Just yeah. the fight choreography, the cinematography.
2: That Blood. scene, like that clip of him with the guns with like, mm-hmm. he's like it kind of looked the like a 20th and- century logo thing back there. It uh, was, I think. Yeah, it was. Yes. There have, there have been a couple of set photos. Look great.
0: Yeah, it looks great. We'll, we'll definitely going to be seeing a lot of the meta-esque, like, okay, death of 20th century Fox's X-Men universe with the emergence of an MCU universe. Uh this will obviously be very tongue-in-cheek. We've seen different iterations of Wolverine throughout the past. Now we're going to be getting the comic accurate yellow suit, which is all very exciting. I think that probably the most uh odd thing that we didn't get is actually seeing Wolverine Hugh Jackman because his namesake is half of the movie title. <laughs> and we do not see the titular Wolverine uh at all. So what more do we think that we have to see, like, you know, in whatever what is probably going to be a summer trailer? Binge, like we are seeing, uh, already probably the deepest pull of a cameo in this trailer that we already have, which is Pyro returning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> For, which I'm like, okay, the mustard's off the hot dog. Now we could actually see
2: anybody. Imagine, we'll but see imagine if like Pyro's the only cameo in the movie.
1: Imagine <laughs> that's would how be they go.
2: Just it's yeah. Pyro. It's like, uh, what about Iceman? What about Kitty Pride? What yeah. about uh, where's Electra? Yeah, where's where's everybody? Well, we we like, have nope.
0: we have like soft confirmation that Elektra is returning and Jennifer Garner mm-hmm. will be there. What do you mean uh, soft
2: confirmation? Where did you get we, this like, information? There, there have from? been many
0: reports that like that she has been on set and she's reprising her role. Mm. So, but I think of, of the like best. To get, I need to get your top three. Like, okay, what cameos are we getting? Are we believing the Taylor Swift as Dazzler rumors? <laughs> Are we going to believe that uh, like Professor X is coming back? What, what's the wildest thing that we actually think is plausible
1: for this movie? There were a lot of conspiracy theories, not just about Taylor Swift throwing the election to someone, but also about <laughs> Dazzler appearing <laughs> wow. in this trailer. Because speaking of cross-promotion and synergy, this oh would have been... The time to do it. I mean, you had Blake Lively in the box with her there. Ryan Reynolds around the the Dazzler debut. This would
2: have been perfectly timed, right? You could do bring back Laura, uh Lana Condor as as Jubilee, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, Olivia Munn as Psylocke, right? And then for a third, um, bro, bring back Eddie, man. Like justice for Eddie bring back Darwin.
0: <laughs> oh, Justice that was oh Darwin. man, Yeah, but the jokes will be crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. The jokes, the jokes for Darwin are going to be crazy. I we'll think we get McAvoy in here. Mm. We bring back his, uh, Professor X. And I think that we will probably, I would love to see Toad. I think that we get Toad back. Cause that's the type of, that's the type of hero. Cause like the introduction of pyro in this trailer means that like, okay, they want deep, weird cuts. And if we can get Toad back, I think that that's that's
2: right up this this movie's street. You know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> that's true. Same thing, thing, that thing that happens to everything, everything. else. What I'm yeah. interested to see in a future, you know, trailer or or something like that is honestly more Tom Wascamps, Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound right with that English accent, by the way. Like it's, <laughs> I know, Even like know, he is a British, he's an English man, <laughs> and I've known this for a long time. Like, you don't sound, like, it doesn't come right, doesn't sound right coming out of you, buddy. Um, do we get, like, a Loki, you know, um, Loki Mobius sighting in this show? The movie? Mobius, because again,
0: I really don't think, based on how Loki ended. It looks weird,
2: yeah, I know, but, Based know, on
0: how Loki ended, I very much don't want to see this version of Loki ever again. I think Tom Hiddleston can
2: stay on that chair forever. I mean, you got to reference. I mean, maybe, and maybe I'm just like thinking ahead. And well, maybe I'm like big braining it. But maybe this is like the new TVA where uh, Mobius is in charge and he's running the show. And you know, you got Loki in the in the tree back there. And he's got to reference him. You know what I mean? Like maybe you don't see him, but we got to let him know. Like, hey, that little tree over there, he's holding time together. So I'm it like seems that. like a,
1: a different looking TVA. Also, the that's true. That's true. Seems yeah. different, but that was the surprise for me. I mean, yeah, not seeing Jackman is sort of surprising. Other than the shadow with the claws, and I guess the behind the Wolverine shot, the the patch mm-hmm. shot in magical white
0: tuxedo. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it kind of makes sense because maybe this is the Deadpool centric trailer, and then you get a second wave of attention if you release mm-hmm. the Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine! Look trailer. Trailer, right? like at Ben yeah. cooking right now. A marketing <laughs> mastermind over here. Yeah, I mean, the uh, both are in the title of the movie, so why not uh, capitalize on that and produce twice the trailers? But I think I was sort of surprised by just how Loki-like this was or just how much TVA there was in this. It's definitely not like a Marvel spotlight, quote unquote, like you don't need to know anything sort of project. It's probably the exact opposite. The opposite of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which I, I don't think that matters. I don't, you know, people complain about how much homework you have to do to catch up to the MCU, but I think they mind it when the connections are inconsistent, when they don't make sense, when they mm-hmm. contradict previous projects. Mm-hmm. I think the connections are a selling point. They're a perk of the MCU when they're done right, when they're satisfying. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this makes sense. Loki is the best liked, best received, most popular of the... Disney Plus shows. So if you're going to have a a crossover and a tie-in, then it makes sense. Plus, you open up all sorts of multiversal shenanigans. I am kind of curious. There's so much superhero fatigue, arguably. There's also, I think, specifically multiverse fatigue. And it seems like this movie is just leaning into mocking the multiverse, maybe? Just kind of embracing people's fatigue with that concept. And maybe this then becomes about Pruning the Fox universe, right? And it's just very meta, self-conscious, winking kind of thing that maybe is what we need at this point. Yeah. But, and, and that's that's my biggest curiosity
0: with how this movie is going to carry itself. Because ever since the first Deadpool, the character, like the character of Wayne Wilson, portrayed by Ryan Reynolds, is very much winking at that idea all the time. Like, he knows he's in a Fox universe. He knows that he only has a few characters in his arsenal to actually interact with. And he is, while making his crass jokes and being funny and fun, it's still very self-aware of the fact that it is small and isolated, especially in that first Deadpool. Now, he's literally running around free in the entirety of the MCU with anything at his disposal. I'd like to see that borderline, like not so much cynicism, but like tug and cheek ability to play in that space in a fun way, rather than kind of seemingly shitting on the MCU for a time, because I feel like that, like not to say that I think this movie could be mean spirited, but I think if this wears
1: that act too thin, it could feel that way. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the metatextual breaking the fourth wall aspects of She-Hulk. I don't know that everyone did the way She-Hulk ended with the Feige bot and everything. I thought that was clever. I thought it was unorthodox. Maybe it'll be better received here. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this establishes that, okay, we're sticking with the R-rated theme. We're sticking with pegging jokes, right? If anyone was worried about this movie being watered down in the Disney era, they're clearly going out of their way here to establish Mm -hmm. that, no, it's not. It's the
2: same old Deadpool tone, which is good i think we all want that yeah i think i love the meta stuff i love meta commentary i love that stuff i'm a i'm i grew up on community and so that Mm -hmm. stuff it means something to me uh so i'm glad we're gonna get um uh, that continues i think the thing that was uh, very interesting to me and i'll be super super like locked in on what that looks like in the movie is because you talk about the multiversal aspect and just, like, them lambasting it. We see on one of the screens that they're, like, doing, like, an Age of Ultron flashback or whatever, and then he's, like, in, like, a snowy forest, kind of like how that movie opened. I'm like, is he going to go back and be, like, find Hydra in him over here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it just, like, Deadpool hopping through movies and things like that? I'm I will be seated for I mean I'm gonna be seated for it anyway. But if he's gonna do something like that, I would love to see that. I would love to see the multiverse shenanigans of that order. That would that would be incredible. Yeah, like a flashing back to the Battle of New York kind of
1: scene. It seemed like, yeah, there might be some civil war in there, some footage. Mm-hmm. I think that Jackman and Mangolds, James Mangold, who directed Logan. It was important to them that this movie not mess with Logan and that ending for the character. And it wasn't clear exactly how they were going to make this movie and bring back Jackman as Wolverine without messing with the end of that character. And this seems to be how, right? There's some sort of TVA hijinks going on here so he can time hop without actually contradicting the previous ending for that character, which is good, I think, because some endings should be allowed to be endings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's gonna be a fun movie. I Think I I love Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Deadpool. Ever since the test footage leaked, I was like, "This is gonna be perfect." I love this. Let's go! And so for him to finally be able to you know get this trilogy going and hopefully join the MCU in a in a in a right in in the right way is gonna be awesome. I, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. Couldn't did agree either more. of you? Did either of you
1: guys get psyched out and think you saw Doctor Doom for a second? <laughs> cuz i thought oh, i did in the in the desert with with yeah. that big like shield like sa- satellite yeah. array yeah i was like I, wait a minute is that no had to rewind so i was like wait is that dude no i think it's just a guy in a gas mask but then right. There's also the the copy of Secret Wars number 5 that's shown at the end which has doom on the cover which only reinforced my suspicion that that was doom until I rewatched but I don't know if that's just a a tease for where this phase is heading like did you guys think that means anything in terms of who is going to be back for that movie or just the larger development of the MCU
0: I feel like at this point, I'm more or less taking the MCU entries on a bit of a pass-fail basis, like mm-hmm. not so much with like the quality of uh, uh, to a degree, to the quality of the movies themselves, but also the interconnectedness that they're going to be presenting to us because it kind of seems like they haven't connected to anything for about a whole phase and they <laughs> d- haven't really given us a North Star of any kind. Yeah. So I'm not going to like, I, w- I will take for face value, like, even if Dr. Doom or a Dr. Doom-esque thing happens or shows its face in this movie, I will I will take it with a grain of salt for anything that goes after it. Because, you know, seeing Kelsey Grammer's beast at the end of the Marvels, we, we don't really know the implications for that, if any at all. Uh, so at this point, I'm just going to be enjoying Deadpool 3 as Deadpool 3 is presented to me. And, and that is that.
2: <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I didn't think that there was any uh, any doctor doom in the in the in the trailer, but there was a character that I didn't know who it was, who Kerm knew who it was, and Kerm if you want to if you want to light it up for the folks and tell us what, what you got going on over there, please by all means Cassandra nova uh Charles Xavier is like evil twin in the Graham Morrison run of New X-Men in the early 2000s. It seems like that's the bald-headed
1: woman we get like a just the backside shot of. So I'm looking forward to seeing if that's
2: going to be our main antagonist. Um, that's what has been speculated online. But that's really about it. I didn't know that until Kerm, Kerm spit it for me. I was like, yo, first of all, that's a deep cut, brother. You're locked in. You're locked in in a way I can never be locked in. <laughs> On. all right but that's interesting i never i never thought about it like that appreciate you Kerm. thank you for the for the info man i got yeah. you.
1: a lot of familiar faces from the first couple deadpool movies too just supporting cast and characters it is really interested just like how they integrate not only the new projects into the mcu but sort of retroactively like daredevil and other old shows that were on netflix are now in the mcu not only the shows old, they like ben I know only that is very near and dear to you, but it's, you know, what problems does that pose? Canon wise, how is that stuff integrated into future projects? But like you said, Steve, you know, I mean, I'm kind of looking at this as its own entity, sort of a standalone thing. And so mm-hmm. when this movie is successful, I'm saying when, not if I'm pretty sure it will be. Yes. If this thing makes a billion dollars and gets good reviews is this going to be a put the word out we back up kind of situation, or will it be more of a Guardians Three like, okay, this is sort of its own island on the MCU? We knew this was going to be
2: good, but that has no bearing on the rest of the larger property.
0: It'll be an interesting
2: thing to see. I feel like it's it's almost like watching the Lakers this year, where like they'll have a run of like two games where it's like, oh, we're we're back, baby, and then there's another two games where it's like. It's never been more over. Right? <laughs> so we got they gotta run off like five straight, seven straight before we're looking at them like, all right, where right, you can contend, you're back. You know what I'm saying? Like one movie isn't gonna isn't gonna reinvigorate the feeling, you know, mm-hmm. but it'd be it'd be nice to see, obviously. Right. But I don't think one movie, as even as good as Deadpool and Wolverine has potential to be, it's gonna bring it all back.
1: Yeah. Especially though, if people are looking at X-Men Fantastic Four as the saviors and this movie starts to introduce some of those characters Pyro's finally here back to save the MCU (laughs) hey don't
0: don't play my man out
1: he is a (laughs) god amongst insects as Magneto said well look Matthew McFadden in a Marvel movie what a world we're living in what a time (laughs) wonderful All right,
0: let's move on to our next one. We've got many more to get to. We'll be a little bit more quicker with these, but I got a question for you guys. Mm. If it feels good, do you chase it? Oh, dear. (laughs) If it feels good, do you chase it? Man, Twisters is a movie that exists.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it exists.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that everybody on this Zoom asked for Twisters, the sequel to Twister. To be made, mm-hmm. and to star our '90s action hero, heartthrob throwback, Glenn Powell. Uh does anybody? As okay, first of all, has anybody seen Twister?
2: No. Oh, Yeah. Oh no. yeah. Okay,
0: great movie, fantastic sure, movie. Sure? Jo me, sure? It's time for you to lock in
2: to to <laughs>
0: Twister. Bill yeah, Paxton. Me, I'll get right on OG. that.
2: Hey, shout out to my guy, Bill Paxton, real hero. Yes, you got to
0: uh, You got to. You got you to gotta listen to this. Uh, I'm. It, I I don't know if there's been a more confusing franchising of a sequel post uh, Ghostbusters sequels in order to get Twister back in my, in yeah. my life. I did not think this was going to be happening. Ben, do you have any allegiance?
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the theme of the Super Bowls trailers were sequels to movies that came out a long time ago that I wasn't necessarily expecting sequels to. Obviously, Twisters, the sequel to 1996 cinematic classic Twisters, is the greatest example, but Even like all the other animated CG movies that we're going to talk about to some extent, like Inside Out 2, that's a sequel to a 2015 movie, Kung Fu Panda 4, 2016, Mm -hmm. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, 2017, Despicably Me 4, 2017. Like, it's been a minute since these movies came out. And in a lot of cases, I wasn't thinking, like, there's more meat on this bone necessarily. (laughs) And yet, I mean, why not Twisters in 2024? climate change has not become less of a problem. Tornadoes are not less powerful than they were in the mid-90s. Now is the time for twisters.
0: But now there's two, and then they're going to go like this and then make yeah. big twister. Tornado twins.
1: <laughs> the super twins! Twister.
0: Twins! <laughs> twins! Jomi, do you think that this is going to be the low-tech Ford pickup truck Glenn Powell thunderstorm chaser versus the Google big tech uh, self-driving cars type of narrative that we're, that we're all looking to see and praying for.
2: It, it 100% could be, you know, Daisy Edgar Jones, big fan of her work. Big her fan. N- normal people carried a lot of the pandemic for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, <laughs> here's my thing, right? We've seen what Glenn Powell can do in, in Top Gun, right? When you put a, a, a camera in a vehicle that Glenn Powell is riding in, we're one for one. Charisma. Okay? So i seen the, the footage of him in the, in the truck, and it looks like they're filming inside the truck. I can't bet against that. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say no. Now, there's no crews. There's no jets. You know, there's no um, unknown country who's trying to bomb us back to the Stone Age mm-hmm. villain, right? But we do have twisters, and I, my, Glenn Powell is my guy. I've yes. with Glenn since the Dark Knight Rises, since Spy Kids 3D game over. You feel me? So I'm never going to bet against my guy. We might, we might, this might be cinema. I don't know yet. See, but what we do
0: have is uh, micro machines being sent out into twisters and mm-hmm. loosely bolted things down so that they can rattle really cool while people are hanging on for dear life. Yeah. I think that can make some cinema. I don't know about you, Ben Lindbergh, but I think that that has the
1: opportunity for box office. I'm a but yeah. I mean, isn't this the time of Glenn? Hasn't the Powell era arrived? Because <laughs> we've been waiting for so long. He's been a ringer favorite going all the way back, and it's always been like I'm still holding my Glenn Powell stock, but I feel like the stock has matured now. Like this is this is the time after Top Gun, after anyone but you, which was a, a box office success. In a difficult environment for romcoms, yeah. I don't. I don't mean to discount Sidney Sweeney's role as a box office draw, which we will see tested <laughs> this week. Yes, again. we will. <laughs> <laughs> but they at least together made that movie a success. He's got Hitman coming out on Netflix. What oh, this yeah. summer, sometime soon, right? Yes, like, yes, that's true. This is Pete Powell. We're here. I don't think we need to like wait for the the promised day. I think it has arrived.
0: I, I I'm trying to just find his acting career comp equivalent and, I, I, and I'm still
2: at a loss at the moment it's, because it's Tom most, Hanks from 1994 no. all the way to 2006 just no, hit after not, hit banger after banger you know what I'm saying <laughs> uh, Top Gun Maverick that's his Philadelphia <laughs> Wow. You know what? I Totally. I, I see it. Yeah.
0: I never I never really thought of the tonal similarities between mm-hmm. Philadelphia and Top Gun Maverick. But you know what? I'm gonna take a whole nother podcast to actually break those down next time. You just program the next mint edition, my guy. <laughs> get ready for it. All right, and then get ready for our next trailer. I, I, I can only say nothing but a resounding hell yes to Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I know that we were shaky. Maybe I was shaky. Maybe some people were shaky. About the idea that Andy Serkis was not being involved, that Matt Reeves was not returning to direct, but God damn it, if I don't love a great premise for a Planet of the Apes story, and I think this is great. Set generations after Caesar's reign, a new ape king is like trying to rule over his kingdom. We are hunting humans. Uh, we don't know if humans are like in their proto state of like non-language and grunts and like turning into animalistic things. But I I loved this trailer so much. What did you guys think, Ben?
1: I was impressed. I wouldn't say this franchise is super important to me.
0: (laughs) Again, I don't have any rational way of talking about Planet of the Apes. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Partly, I'm looking at this movie mainly how it will reflect on the upcoming Zelda movie, which matters more to me because Ah. this is directed by Wes Ball, who will also be adapting Zelda to the big screen. And so I want this movie to be good because that will bode well for that movie, which I really care about. But... (laughs) This one, I feel like, okay, yeah, we're we're hundreds of years in the future here. We're basically like repeating the plot of the original Planet of the Apes, just without the astronauts and Charlton Heston, I guess. So I'm on board for that pitch.
2: I, if we go back to our confidence pool for earlier in the year, I think I gave this a seven. I was not locked in, guys. Uh-huh. When I watched that that trailer, I'm it's a ten. I need this movie. <laughs> yes. I need this. <laughs> yes. man, it looked it look crazy, man. It looked no, look... fire.
0: Bro. And it's honestly, it, it's, just some, it's just something visceral inside of me where I'm like, I love the idea of apes making a civilization and the idea of proto-humans just living out their lives and then like, oh my God, what does it say about humanity? And like, I'm a sucker for it. It's very threadbare. The analogies and the metaphors about what it says about the human condition are very surface level. And I don't care. I love it. I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful.
2: Now it um, looks good. The movie just has like a great feel to it in terms of like the apes are really here and the humans are like basically like getting they're getting hunted in the in the woods and whatever and it just it just looks and feels so real and visceral and again that's like a two two minute 30 second trailer like the actual movie with surround sound and the IMAX bruh that's gonna. That is gonna knock your socks off. I will be there. I will be yeah. there.
1: I like the the what a wonderful day. I don't know if that's an homage to the what a lovely day from Mad Max. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, sad not to see a Furiosa. Oh, but I love like the here.
0: subtly evil, like benevolent king that like mm-hmm. is trying to like coerce the rest of his ape kingdom to like convincing us that like hunting humans is good and like we can be evolved past them and all that. Like mm-hmm. I just love
1: that shit. I love it so much. Oh, let let me ask you this do you think we're moving in the right direction when it comes to ape fx are we are we advancing or are we taking a step back because i i'm i'm wary based on this trailer
0: oh i i think this looked good look here, here's my thing great. i think that the of the like you know legitimately revolutionary types of technology and performances that Andy Circus and his team put together with all of these apes films uh That obviously was a step in a great direction. I think for this, like we, from what the trailer gave us, it's a lot of like broad daylight, like full facial animation of all of these apes with like full expressions to the best of their ability. And I don't know if that's going to be reflected as well on mass because the way that Matt Reeves kind of directs his movies is very like motivated lighting, low lit gritty there's a lot of easy things to hide with cgi if things are a lot dimmer or there are maybe only a few apes on screen as opposed to Mm -hmm. what might be hundreds with this i'm willing to take a little bit of visual fidelity back to see that the scale of this movie is actually reflected i think this could be really good as i said i'll be there no matter what i'm like yes you will all right, and then what I'm gonna ask about next now. Will you be there no matter what? We're gonna briefly talk about because I know that uh Button Mash talked about this, but let's talk about Knuckles, man. Jomi, mm. come on. Dude,
2: knuck Do you, you knuck, do you buck? I nuck and I buck. <laughs> I duck. So I mean, again, it's um it's the six part show on Paramount Plus with knuckles, and I'm thinking like it's gonna be like a flashback. We're going to see how Knuckles became the echidna that we know and love. But it opens, and they're back in town. And and Sonic is there, and Tails is there, and Tika Supner is there, but not James Marsden. You couldn't get James. James is too busy on jury duty to get him back to do this. Maybe. I don't know. But everybody else was in the show except for James. But it's just the movies, which I love. And so, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> didn't need didn't nuck if you buck. That just added a little spice, little little awesome on it. But just being back in that world, yeah, uh, uh, lock me in.
1: Me too. This looks great. It looks exactly the same as the movies, basically, so it doesn't seem like there's been any kind of sacrifice for the small screen instead of the big screen. This fits into the larger Sonic franchise between the second and third movies, the third of which comes out this December, so this is also a tie-in, great timing, great cross-promotion. This is the Sonic cinematic and TV universe, which, again, I don't know that I needed that, but I've enjoyed it so far. I like that as Nintendo is expanding into movies, into animation, that we're seeing Sonic really lead the way. There has been sort of a trailblazer for video game movies and video game adaptations. They've been quality. So this looks the same. And in Idris, I trust. Do, do, do we think that the MCUification of the Sonic franchise
0: is, A, well-deserved, B, do you think can carry Paramount Plus to the heights that it absolutely needs to be before a <laughs> possible merger with Warner Brothers?
1: Yeah, I don't think Halo is going to do it, so I think they're going to de- uh, depend on Sonic and here. And that's not what we wait, need to be about. Wait, hold on though, wait, <laughs> wait,
2: if you saw, speaking of commercials, the Paramount Plus commercial where Master Chief... Mm-hmm. And and hey Arnold and, and, Patrick and hey Arnold Patrick Stewart right like yep. hey soon we just got to yeah. get a couple things soon, moving yes yeah. <laughs> I have to say Paramount's
1: the smallest of the major Hollywood studios but you would not have known it from the super oh Bowl. my god they were putting just, in ad that, dollars yeah.
2: I, I mean, I'll tell you was, what <laughs> that commercial was funny when they were like anybody got some pig skin and it pans over to Peppa Pig that yeah. was funny. This was full court press for Paramount Plus. I guess that's the wrong sport to
1: make an analogy to. It was uh, Blitz, Paramount it's okay. Blitz. They don't, they right? don't mind. Yeah, yeah have, don't. have
0: Patrick Stewart throwing Arnold across, up a mountain while <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911
1: watches. Yeah, right. I, I oh mean, boy it makes sense because the game was on CBS, which is part of the same yeah. massive yeah. media conglomerate. That owned, I think it was also streaming on Paramount Plus, right? So, again, Synergy. I'm assuming they got a, a discount. They got a, a oh <laughs> sweetheart yeah sweetheart
2: deal on those ads. But mm-hmm, yeah, it was it was nonstop. Paramount Plus just wall to wall. You know what commercial we should have seen, Ben? What Star Trek Lower Decks commercial? Oh, thank you. Yes, it's what, it's what the people need. Any Star Trek. I should, I,
0: I'll just stop the pod, and you guys can talk about Lower Decks final brother.
1: season of Discovery, brother. Strange New Worlds, mm. Strange New Worlds. Man, brother, we're we're. Cooking are we in, right
0: are we in, now. We in peak Trek right now? <sighs> That's debatable. Ooh. We're
1: we're in. Peak uh, prolific, Qu- quantity, yeah. yeah, quantity, quantity
2: was, yes, Quality? I mean, the quality is good. It's it's good. good, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, it's you doable. know, I feel like Strange New Worlds and and Lower mm-hmm. Decks on one end are like, all right, we're doing good things, discovery. Yeah. You know, hey man, sometimes we all have like you know, it's like every like every athlete, we have peaks, we have valleys, and yes, it's looking like it's time, <laughs> brother. It is go home and be a family man. You know, <laughs> uh, but in terms of like quantity, dude, net we've never been more back mm-hmm. never been more mm-hmm. back well, season th- three was great <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Season two, not so much I gotta watch right. prodigy <laughs> at some point i heard I've yeah. heard
0: great things,
2: mhm,
0: you know, so all right, and now let's move on to a quiet place, day one, the now quiet place franchise, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exists with Lupita Nyong'o uh, as I. You know what I I I am I am for the letting Lupita Nyong'o uh, be a scream queen. She's been great in horror movies, but she and, can't scream
1: at all in these movies. Exactly, she's got to be quiet. She's
0: got to. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, guys. I I loved the first Quiet Place, and I hoped that it never. I and I wish that it never existed outside of that. I, I wish mm. that there was never a sequel. I wish there was never a third sequel. I wish there wasn't this. I think I I don't really like this franchise that much, even though that the entries have been fine to great. I mm, I think this is this like it turns into a seemingly just okay monster flick franchise uh, with a lot of talent that I'm very excited to see, but like the Cloverfield franchise of it all, like it never has grabbed me and. It's it, it's been fine to me, Joey. What do you what do you think?
2: Well, I'm actually glad you said that because I, when I saw the trailer, I've never seen any of the good uh, the one or uh, the Quiet Place. I'm a good, good place is the one place. Shit. <laughs> say shout out Good Place, man. It was good for like two and a half seasons. Um, I have not seen a lot of the Quiet Place because I don't do scary movies. I like I like to protect my peace as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And when I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, oh this this is Cloverfield. I like Cloverfield, right? Mm-hmm. And so for you to mention it in a way of like them, their, their need to expand the universe as diluting the product is interesting because I think if they deliver like a Cloverfield type, uh, type movie, I think that could be cool. You know, I think like, expanding the universe with that little like, it's not like exactly found footage, obviously, but watching the world collapse in real time, I think could be interesting to see. I like this franchise. I like the
1: premise. I like the gimmick. I do kind of feel like it's diminishing returns, though, and that the more they explain about the Quiet Place universe, Mm -hmm. the less intriguing it is, you know? Like, initially, when you barely saw the monsters and it was like, how did we get here? What is stalking them? That was really intriguing. The more we see them, the more they're just sort of generic, scary monsters, you know? And that's, yeah.
0: I I think that's kind of what It grates me a little bit on the idea that this is a franchise because obviously and understandably, the first Quiet Place was a massive, massive, massive success. Mm -hmm. The debut of John Krasinski as a director, uh, a very tight and clever premise of just like these sound monsters hunting this family on a farm, and that's all you needed it to be. And I kind of wish that it, didn't go outside of that, because like you said, Ben, the more you explain, the more you show, the deeper we go into this kind of lore and story. I'm like, ah, I kind of disliked it when it was a simple, like small thing on a farm.
1: I also I kind of appreciate when the post apocalyptic stories skips the apocalypse Yes. Just fast forward to the post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know, I. You were just saying like it can be fun to watch the world fall apart in a fictional sense, not in our actual. And only, and world. only and no, only. that's happening <laughs> though. That's, everything's okay. <laughs> no, everything's, everything's okay worked. where we yeah. are. Yeah, we can we can do podcasts, which we could not do in a quiet place universe. That'd be bad for the Ringerverse. I don't know what we would do. We mm. just have to release ASMR pods or something. But- no,
0: it would be it would be like twenty minutes of silence and then. Yeah the Zoom video would be me having to sacrifice myself and then I just scream.
2: <laughs> That's why I'm really glad the world is okay. Don't check Twitter. Don't look yeah. outside. Don't turn on the news. The world is fine, guys. It's just that we've seen the
1: descent into anarchy, the the decline of civilization so many times in so many different movies that it's almost like we kind of root for them to skip the origin stories in superhero movies now because it's like, yeah, we know, you know. We know how Spider-Man became Spider-Man, how Batman became Batman. Let's just skip to the good stuff. I guess the good stuff can be the actual falling apart, and I like it just because it's in New York this time. I'm a New mm. Yorker, so now we have the the urban setting instead of the rural setting, so that sort of sets it apart. And I have the fun of watching these movies is like putting yourself in the place of the protagonists and thinking, what would I do? How would I exist and survive in this world? And I feel like the New York setting will be good for me on that score. And I feel like I'd be good in the quiet place universe because I'm pretty quiet in real life. Ringerverse listeners might not know because anytime they hear me I'm on a podcast so it's my job to talk but when I'm not on a podcast I could be quiet for long stretches of time I might like the quiet place universe everyone else shut up this is great <laughs> <laughs> and with that
0: we'll go to our next trailer Are you ready to go back to Oz? Is anybody ready to go back to
2: Oz? Not really, actually.
0: Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I might be ready. We can see. I enjoyed <laughs> Wicked.
2: Did I you the, enjoy have you seen Wicked. the play?
0: I ha- I have seen the musical, yes. Okay. Uh, not with not with the original Broadway cast, but I have seen the show. It's a fantastic show and a very well-beloved, multi-Tony award-winning show that's finally getting a big-screen adaptation starring Ariana Grande and Cynthia Irvio. Uh... It certainly looks expensive. Oh yeah. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Um I we of these like uh, like we we had our musical episode on Mint Edition a couple uh, uh, like a while back and obviously the, like a wicked movie was bound to happen at some point. Yes. Uh I'm curious as to what as to like how long the idea of a like multi like year like a, like decade plus well-beloved show like this is now finally getting its adaptation, we're usually used to something like this not really taking that long or an IP or a sort of like thing that we love now finally getting an adaptation. We see books, we see uh, comic books, we see all these other things, but like for Broadway shows, you got to be like a storied box of, like the idea that there hasn't been a Book of Mormon movie by now, it kind of feels weird. And this is kind of the same. Do we like the look of this movie? Do we like the idea of like it coming out now? By the way, it's a part one. That's Great. That's
2: insane. That's,
0: Wicked part
2: one, Dead Reckoning. How do we insane. feel? Well, they didn't. They don't tell you that. No. They don't tell you that. They say Wicked is coming out. And mm-hmm. then you go look at the trades. You go to the Wikipedia, and it's like, it's part one, by the way. I don't know if anybody told you that. Mm-hmm. Like guys,
1: Steve, when you saw Wicked... They did not ask you to come back the next night for part
0: two. Well, they <laughs> like, did ask me to come back from the snack bar after I was done from intermission. So intermission. You is know okay. what? You yeah, I tell minutes. you what. I tell you what, if this is if this is a part one, or part two, it would kind of be genius if the movie if this first part movie ends and it just says intermission and then credits roll.
2: That's actually and then that would be funny. A
0: year and a half later.
2: I just yeah. why not tell the people that though, I think. Right. It's sort of a spider-verse situation, right? Where people are like Well, it's also like a a Dune situation too where like it's just Dune and then the movie opens and it's Dune part one. And you're like, oh, what? Okay, cool. I guess it's to help manage expectations, you know, at the same time because when you say like part one, we don't understand, okay, there's another part of the story coming. You don't just end it and then they're like, well, we'll see what what happens next time Mm -hmm. if there's Mm. a next time. So I do understand it, but I wish they would have told me that because I'm looking at it like, they couldn't put that whole thing in two thirty, brother. We got to <laughs> yeah. come back to the nah, theater. Nah, you for, can't. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the look of it, I thought it looked really beautiful. Honestly, um, Cynthia Riva, one of our our greatest actresses out there, it's one of our best. I'm excited to see her. Ariana Grande, you know she can she can sing, she can act. Shout out Victorious. The only, the other thing I'm pushing against is the Oz thing scared it, me it oh, actually man, uh, scared the, the me. actual like man behind the curtain of, no 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 like the like, the, the mechanical the, face the mechanical face actually put the fear of god at me i no, don't think cool. i could do that i you do not know like why, that. you know
0: why it doesn't put the fear of god at me is because i know that jeff goldblum is behind it so i don't you can you can put like the exorcist face. dog
2: that thing looks terrifying
0: Yeah, but if it goes, oh, oh, so uh." like, no, I'm not. I don't like that.
1: (laughs) Apartments. That might be worse. Spot on. on.
2: That might be even worse.
1: (laughs) I thought there were two ways that this trailer lies to you. Lies of omission. Just neglects to mention something. A, that it's part one of two. Also that it is a musical at all. Right. right. Which is there a, isn't even like an allusion <laughs> to a musical number in this. Yeah, w- which is a trend that I wrote about yeah. recently for The Ringer.com. What a great website. It, what a great musicals website. are afraid to be musicals. What a yeah. great website. Thank you so much. Because musicals lately have flopped after Hamilton was a huge success. A lot of people made musicals. Those musicals didn't do so well. So now it's a musical cover up. Hollywood is hiding the musicals. That was the case with Wonka. It was the case with Mean Girls. It was the case with Color Purple, at least the first trailer, the initial waves of marketing Mm -hmm. for those movies. No singing. Now that you hear some singing in this trailer, but you do not see the singing, it could just be soundtrack for all you know. So that I think is, it's odd, right? Because you'd think you'd want to brag about it. Now, a lot of people obviously know Wicked and so they're yeah. not going to walk into the theaters and be like, what? They're singing in this thing, right? Right. But you'd think you'd want to brag about it. You know, this This trailer doesn't say, like, based on the Tony winning smash success musical, right? Yes. It hides that. And yeah. the idea is basically that musicals are polarizing. They're divisive. Not everyone wants them. You know, not everyone heard Jomi's incredible rendition and mint <sighs> musicals. Everyone's oh, on board wow. for that. But actual Hollywood musicals, maybe not. Maybe not. Some people are. Some people, they're going to check out when they see the singing, right? Wonka was a big success, so I wondered whether that would change things. Mean Girls, Color Purple, not quite as much from a box office perspective. And maybe the fact that Wonka was a success, the marketing people will just be like, yeah, it's because no one knew it was a musical. We did I don't, I, <laughs> I think we
0: I think we need a Avengers Infinity War level success. Of a mm-hmm. musical after the damage that Cats did, I really, I really do think that. I, th- I think that like the well was, yeah, unassailably poisoned. Wasn't Taylor's cats. fault.
2: Taylor was fine. Th- not Taylor's
0: <laughs> fault. Not
2: Taylor's fault. You think? You think? Uh, think a musical's gonna make nearly two billion dollars? Uh, if, any, if anything does, it, it might be wicked.
1: Might be wicked.
0: Might be wicked. Might be wicked. You man, never you guys, know. You
2: guys, you guys are better than me, man. That's wow. <laughs>
0: Wow. All right. Well, the next one that we've got on our offering, the, probably the next, the last biggest one that I can think of is Monkey Man, mm. starring and directed by Dev Patel, executive produced by Jordan Peele, uh, a highly anticipated and almost seemingly now out of nowhere action film starring uh, Dev Patel and... It looks visceral. It looks great. It looks incredible. It looks like a mix of like Ong Bak versus John Wick. Uh, it's sleek. It's stylish. What do we think about this?
2: Well, this is one of those ones where that Ben mentioned earlier where we've already seen the full trailer. It's yeah. been out for, for a long time. Um, I'm That only did... That being said, I'm still really hyped for this movie. Def Patel looks like he's doing the whole John Wick thing and he looks awesome at it. It looks so much fun and so um exciting and so action-packed i am very 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 much looking forward to seeing monkey man in theaters i didn't need that little trailer in the super bowl to sell me i was already locked in i cannot wait for this movie
1: yeah it looks great i don't know that much about it other than just the very basic premise but if it's more john wick style action revenge vendetta i'm in it's got a fight choreographer who's worked on a lot of prominent Mm -hmm. martial arts movies so it seems like it's gonna be legit from that standpoint jordan peele just being connected to it in any capacity seems like a good sign so yeah i'm in my my big question to anybody here is it clear whether or not
0: dev patel has superpowers in this movie (laughs) I mean does John Wick have superpowers that's kind of the question with
1: John Wick yeah I yeah. mean but yes
0: but like I think there's an interaction with an idol of some kind mm. in this trailer like things are, seem very vague is this is this a superhero movies are afraid to be superhero movies now like musicals are afraid to be musicals <laughs> nah and we're just gonna be like okay well he's just he just kicks ass
2: he opens a microwave <laughs> and slams it into a dude's head and it cracks I you know superpowers, superpowers. looks cool I, I'm there yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, every every action hero has superpowers
1: whether it's acknowledged or not that's this, fair this doesn't seem like a an explicit superpowers movie but yeah. just don't know much about it yet I'm eager to see more <laughs> alright
0: and now let's run through some of the offerings that we very much knew uh, were already existing but we had Super Bowl trailer spots already for Kung Fu Panda 4 are we in are we out are, do, do we need a fourth one
2: Ian McShane's <laughs> back <laughs> that's right we did need a fourth one I don't think anybody was like asking nobody was like us Jack Black needs a check. What's going on? Right. right? But bring Ian Machine back. Uh, you might have to see me. Might have to see You're, me. You might have to see me, too. Uh, yeah. This trailer has like
1: 22 million views
2: on YouTube. I think
1: this is another one that's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think there's interest. I think the people, whether they were clamoring for more Kung Fu Panda or not, maybe they didn't know they needed this. I didn't know I needed this, but looks good. Mm hmm.
0: All right, and then Ryan Gosling continues his uh, uh, Ken ascendance in the Fall Guy, uh, the the action comedy with uh, him and Emily Blunt. Uh, I, I'm I really I really kind of love
1: this. I, I I think that this could be great. Uh it's yeah. gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. The chemistry was there. I like the, those two together. The Ken mystery. No, sorry, mm, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I mean, we're
2: letting Ryan Gosling be funny finally. Yes, like it we took, are. We really it took are. too long, but now he's, he's funny. He doesn't have to be sad in Drive and in Blade Runner 2049. He can be funny and crack jokes like Nice Guys and Barbie and in Fall Guy. It's going to be incredible. You know, that's right there. Real cinema is on the way. Of course. <laughs> of course.
0: Uh, all right. Despicable, Despicable Me 4. It's going to make a trillion dollars. Probably. I will not see it. <laughs> there will be three more rides at Universal for it <laughs> and we'll move on with our lives I'm pretty uh, sure that that's, that's what the thing is right it, like I'm, we're, we're happy with that
2: I don't think I've seen the third one so I was very confused yeah. when he had a baby in the fourth one I was <laughs> like in the trailer I was like where did that baby come from but it was yeah, I mean, there much, was a lot of lore that you missed out on I missed the out. I, and I didn't watch the minis movie either so I'm yeah. way out I Have yeah. to go back. I got to do the homework. Is there I'll a just, is there a <laughs> Minions Gru TV show I'm missing out on? I just want to be very clear. So, like going to Despicable Me Four, I have all the beats with me. You know, it's like I didn't miss an episode or uh, a season of Loki or or WandaVision or something. You know,
1: I will level with you guys. I've never seen a Despicable anything. Really? I have never seen a Minion Father of Child. <laughs> well, you've seen a Minion. Seen- I mean, I know what a Minion minion is. I have not seen a Minion movie in the sense that uh, we say, have you seen a Star War? I have not seen a Minion. And I assume that I will. I'm probably entering my Minions phase because my daughter's uh, (laughs) almost two and a half. I'm like, with this and to some extent Kung Fu Panda, I'm kind of like in the wrong age range where like I was in college when the first one came out, at least Kung Fu Panda. So I was like maybe a little old to be super into it then and I'm not old enough to be the parent of a kid who is old enough to have watched these things already. So I'm sort of like in no man's land here. Like I'll go through my face when my daughter gets old enough to be obsessed with this stuff. Here's and what ben, I'll tell you, Ben. Yeah.
2: You keep, speak with me for keep leave. Your daughter don't need that. Right. <laughs> okay. Moana yeah. two. Oh, inside that. out two. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, Oh now we're lo- cooking. lock in. This is not an anti-animation stance. Uh, no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm on board, just not with this particular property. But Moana too, I will be there with my daughter day one. That's what I'm talking about. All right, hoops. so then
0: let's talk about Inside Out 2. Uh, we're, it, Pixar's in its sequel era. Mm.
2: Ooh, really, really man. is.
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to level with you guys. I haven't
2: seen Inside Out. You know, oh, wow. So you're not locked in, you're not tapped in. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you a story real quick. It's me and my boys from high school, we, we meet up at the 2015. So it's, um, like May, 2015, June, 2015. We've all finished our first year of college, right? We're like, yo, let's go see a movie. Go see Mm -hmm. this new Pixar joint. Right. Again, we're all like 19 year old, uh, guys, right. Uh, spoiler alert for Inside Out for people like Steve, who haven't graced the, they, they didn't, they didn't watch it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A character that we fall in love with. Uh, passes away in a very sad very it's very heartfelt it's very emotional ultimately he's leaving us forever Mm. and i turn to my left see two of my boys crying turn to my right my other boys crying and i got tears in my eyes right as this character is gone and we leave the theater we're like no it was good man it was cool man we wasn't it was great, <laughs> bro. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you keeping these friends of yours uh, nameless. No, nah, I'm not going not to add them like that. Let me not, Let me put them on blast. But the first Inside Out was very emotional and very well done. And I think that if the movie can capture some of that essence, I think it'll be good. Now, does it suck that they didn't want to bring Mindy Canning back and bring Bill Hader back? I think so. I think that's kind of whack. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what it looks like uh ultimately when when it's all said and done i yeah.
0: i think it's my turn to be a bit of a grouch and like want to just be like i want i wish pixar made original movies again i wish we had <clears throat> something things that are new and exciting no i don't i don't know <laughs> i'm just like i kind of like i wish that we had more opportunities for even as much as i thought that that movie was like good and okay like i want more chances at elemental i want more chances at uh, a, a piece of furniture coming to life, and it's about how the furniture loves its entire family, and Jomi needs Steve, to lock. Tells us to Steve, tell me
2: to lock in. Look me in the eyes right now. We're getting Toy Story eight, brother. <laughs> yes, we are. We're getting <laughs> car seven, dog. Yeah. We're getting Inside Out one hundred and fifty two. From now until the Earth is glassed <laughs> by the Covenant at twenty five fifty five, brother, it is over, dog.
1: I'll defend Pixar's originality here. I, I feel finished. like they've they've changed their ways a little bit recently. Since Toy Story Four, they've they've gotten like five out of six originals, right? For for better or worse. I mean And they looked had, at the numbers and they said, nah. Bob
0: Iger's like, nope, nope. Bob give Iger it. said enough
1: yeah. is enough. Look, me and my daughter single-handedly or double-handedly are making Elemental a success on streaming. I know it didn't do great (laughs) at the box office initially, but it had a second act. It has become popular. But other than Lightyear, which was regrettable, and no one exactly understood what that was, (laughs) (laughs) least of all seemingly the people in Lightyear. But other than that, there's been a lot of originality lately, so... I feel like they haven't gone too much into the sequel well lately. I feel like they've they've mended their ways a little bit. That said, like I don't need another Inside Out. I really liked the first Inside yeah. Out. It ends in a satisfying way. Yeah. It's okay to cry. First of all, during of Inside Out or, or any Pixar movie, I mean, you should. That's what they want you to do. You, you got to cry. Just let it out, you know, acknowledge to your bros that, that you shared that emotional moment in the theater. That's all right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I assume there's, there's more story here. It's oh. been in the works for a while. Riley's older now, new emotions to confront, anxiety rearing its ugly head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it, it feels a little uninspired, but I'll reserve judgment till I see it.
2: So here's what I'm looking at. After Toy Story 4, you got Onward, Soul, Luca, Turning Red, Lightyear, Elemental. Mm -hmm. Right. I like a lot of those movies. Mm -hmm. I think aside from probably like Lightyear, both of them are like pretty good and enjoyable. That's not paying the bills, guys. (laughs) I know. But I tell you what, man, I ran back Ratatouille.
0: Have you you guys rewatched Ratatouille? Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. It's great. Classic. It's, It's great. Do we do? But like, do we think that that like sit like in the past, let's say 10 years, has Pixar made a thing that's like holding a candle to like the likes of a
2: Ratatouille, the likes of a the last 10 years. Yes. Mm. Coco. Yeah, sure. Coco. I would put Coco up there. I like Incredibles 2, man. I think Incredibles two is really, really, really I think good. Incredibles two is fine. I think it's fine. I think it's, I think it's really good. Uh, fine is fine. is kind of a slander, you know, <laughs> when it's like, I think, I think like, I don't, I don't want to say like a top five. That's crazy. But, like, it's definitely, like, I think it's top 10 if, I'm, if I'm, my brain is right. Actually, well, yeah, they got again, a lot of hits. You, you, yeah, that's thing. the thing. They got, early they early, got, hits, they, early they, hit Pixar. We've had this conversation. Early hits Pixar. I don't know if anybody's touching it. Like, but my <laughs> thing is, and I'm, I'm going to get this agenda off like I always do. Y'all just respect the first cars too much. Respect the first cars. Right, the second one and the third one, that's all y'all. Y'all got Ben,
0: it. I don't know. Guy need you to y'all can cook. bring me down to earth. Cars <laughs> is okay. Y'all
2: can cook. Yeah. I didn't say it okay. is I'm not yeah, saying it's you. good. Or I'm no, not good. That's I'm not, it, not saying it's to bad. Ten. Cars isn't making top ten. I didn't say cars was top ten. Y'all want right. to put y'all would be like, if y'all if it was y'all, y'all would put cars two, cars three, and then cars at the bottom, like a stack. And I'd be like, that's that's unfair to cars. The first cars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There are they're way Worst felt like, bro. I'm putting Lightyear over cars. I am putting cars over Lightyear. I'm putting cars. That's a a low bar. I'm putting cars over Onward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm putting cars over the Good Dinosaur. I'm putting cars over Monsters University. Whoa! Appreciated
0: Good Dinosaur,
2: (laughs) brother. (laughs) Swatch that at home right now. You're falling asleep. (laughs) You're falling asleep. Come on. I like Elemental
1: a lot. I'll stand up for Elemental because, of course. I it's like it endlessly like it. rewatchable, which I know because I've seen it 18 times now. And it's now endlessly <laughs> daughter-thalming. So different viewings, so <laughs> it holds up. It has not driven me mad yet.
0: Well, to cap off our episode, let's just talk about some of the things that we uh, that we liked the most out of these offerings uh, with some mini awards. Uh, all right, which one had the best trailer? Like, maybe not necessarily the movie that we're looking forward to the most, but like, what gave us the goods?
2: i'm going to go with Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. that trailer was fire, that was heat, straight gas, no brakes. yes I'm there for that that's my I'm just that's i'm it. gonna go with with Deadpool
1: not only because it's the movie we're most looking forward to, but I thought the the trailer lived up to those high expectations too
0: mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna to go with Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes again i like this is all Steve's bias agenda here, but like i I'm absolutely locked in for this this is this is perfectly. Perfectly my favorite. Uh all right, most anticipated movie. What are we gonna be absolutely sad here for? Uh I'm gonna take away Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and I'll start with Deadpool and Wolverine. Like out of the sheer morbid curiosity of like, is this gonna be the first real banger that the MCU puts out in quite
2: a long time? Yeah. I it's gotta be Deadpool and Wolverine. Like that, mm-hmm. that movie is just it has capability to do so much. So I am just super excited to see what what they cook up in there. Yeah, I'm going to try not to pick Deadpool for
1: every award. <laughs> but <laughs> that is kind of how I feel. I don't know.
0: I feel I feel like there's a world where Wicked gets makes a lot of money. No. Oh what yeah. We, what? that's, I th- that's th- every world
1: I think I, th- I, th- I th- th-
0: the I only think, world I think Wicked could like genuinely make a lot of money and uh, it's releasing in Thanksgiving they're gonna probably make a prestige awards push for it I don't know how well that will go but I best, I, original, I, best
2: original song or something no
0: not an original song well an adapted song because well, do they like, have
2: adapted songs in the no. Oscars no, yeah, I mean they so Well, they unorig- always add
0: an extra song, right? Oh like- shit, they will do that. And <laughs> right. That's going to be annoying. You're, exactly. you're absolutely right, and this is yeah. a two-parter, so they'll probably put this on the front on the front end and make an original song. Ooh, I don't like that. Tough, okay, buddy. Well, our next award being which one will make the most money, uh, and if it wasn't going to be wicked, it's obviously going to be Deadpool and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like that's that's just straight box office.
2: There's n- there's nothing that's not going to stop that from. For making See, that's how money. I know. That's how I know y'all not locked in. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be Despicable Me four. <laughs> <laughs> and don't rule it out. Like, Look, there's a reason. Despicable Me three made one billion dollars, <laughs> and Despicable and Minions made one point one billion, and yeah. Minions: The Rise of the Group almost made made a billion. And so did Despicable Me two. Like, we're here. Probably make a billion. <laughs> we're yeah. here.
1: Like, hey, and I didn't those none of those dollars were mine. I didn't see any of them. So this time, if I'm on board, it's gonna be another boost.
0: They're gonna cook. Okay, all right. Well, the genuine question do we think
2: Despicable Meat Four <laughs> makes more money than Deadpool and Wolverine? Mm, nah, well. No. Mm, mm, and we well could. here's the thing. Well, here's the thing, it's an R-rated movie, right? And so That's true. That's yeah, true. the kid is gonna come out to see Despicable Meat, then I come out to see Deadpool and Wolverine. Right. There is a chance. Now, if Deadpool and will actually, I'm gonna say no, because if this movie is a cameo fest that we all think it is, we're gonna see it three, we're gonna see it two, three times,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: everybody's gonna love it, and it's gonna do like No Way Home numbers. It's gonna make you know maybe like a billion, like billion and a half or something like that. Whereas Spickle Me Four, maybe something like around like billion, bill point one they've never never got higher than meetings which is a bill point one so like if they they find around there that's fine but i think right. if you're gonna have deadpool and wolverine and all the potential cameos that they can have in that universe it could do gangbuster numbers
1: yeah like deadpool and deadpool 2 made almost 800 million since then we've had r-rated joker r-rated oppenheimer make a billion ish I feel like this is going to go above, right? Yeah. There's just so much anticipation.
0: Could you imagine if the Joker Folly do trailer drop in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> and, then we got, and then we got to sit here and say, yeah, Joker's probably going to make the most money this year.
2: <laughs> I, I'd be sick to my stomach.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thinking, thinking of that, of our offerings, what do we think might be a little bit of a stinker? What are we? What are we? What are we not exactly looking forward to here? Mm. I th- I think I've only got one thing that I think is probably gonna actually not come through for a lot of people, and it might be a quiet place, because mm. I think those returns will diminish to a degree that uh, is probably not gonna be good for the most of us. Knowing that John Krasinski is not even involved, and he's off doing his other things, and this is, seems to just be rolling along. And we'll get the Paramount Plus adaptation after this movie, and that'll be that'll be curtains. I I think a Quiet
1: Place might finally be the the one. Yeah, not a bad pick. I feel like Twisters is pretty high variance. Yeah, could be good, should be good. Hope it'll be good. Less confidence that it will be good than I just most wish of these
0: that this was a th- this was a. Uh, a Tremors remake because it feels <laughs> like a Tremors remake. <laughs> I feel like Glenn Powell in a Tremor Tremors remake is like that. No, that's what we actually need.
2: <laughs> I think that Twisters was is up there, but I think Inside Out, I, Inside Out two, by
0: you think Inside Out two is going to stay. It could,
2: man. It could, Maybe. brother. Maybe, like you, you don't know. Again, the the Pixar quality, as much as we love the the older stuff, it's falling off a little bit. Kind of like the MCU you know what I'm saying it's it are its heydays behind it you know they keep running back the same old stuff and we're like yeah mm-hmm. it's not really we're not really there and all the new stuff they're trying is not hidden you know and so I think Inside Out 2 might not have the same effect that the first one did and it might not hit with audiences the same way and so might not be not maybe the one we want to we want to shout out but we'll see Can
1: I ask you guys one more question here? Buzzer Beater, was there a a no-show that was at the top of your list that you were most disappointed not to see? Because we talked about Paramount ran the table here. There was no Warner Brothers, no Sony, no Netflix, no No Amazon. Amazon.
2: Amazon.
0: I would have expected something about a big TV offering this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have expected maybe a House of the Dragon thing. I might have expected some kind of Uh, Like, whatever the biggest offering that Amazon is having this year. Fallout, The Boys. Yeah, Fallout, The Boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Something like that. Nothing really there. I think the biggest no-show probably would have been Amazon. Amazon uh, and its its offerings.
2: I mean, Amazon had a lot. I think Amazon could have done, like, a nice little reel. Um, But if I'm being honest, I think not having a House of the Dragon trailer, or at least a tease or something. It's kind of a misstep. It, it feels Warner.
0: weird to know that that's like that's coming out in summer and we haven't had like a good long extended look at. So,
2: that. So and and I know look, you just you just said it over time, Ben. OK, mm-hmm. it's just like the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's 2222. <22-22, laughs> this is this is your Mahomes
1: drive right here, right?
2: Yeah, this is the Jomi Jomie, Jomie dinner on legacy drive. <laughs> we don't get trailers like we used to in terms of like Marvel said, cool. You're not going to see this trailer until we decide that we want to send this trailer out. And if it's four months before the movie come out, mm, that's we'll when you'll see, see we'll it. See. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And now a lot of these properties are doing the same thing. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, we don't have a date for House of the Dragon, but we assume they said it's coming summer, right? We're like, Whatever well, that means. Let's go. Hey, whatever that means. Sure. Whatever. And like, cool. No footage for you guys. Don't worry, it'll it'll be here. trust us. We made the show. It's coming. and it, and it's like we again, we used to seven months, we used to get like a whole ramp up, a whole rollout. Now things are getting tighter and tighter and cager and cager, which I which I do understand because there's a lot of there's a there's a whole industry out there devoted to scoops and learning stuff. So we know a lot of stuff, frankly, before they they tell us, which is a whole nother conversation which is like a whole nother podcast. But in terms of the trailers of it all, we're not getting them as consistently as we used to. We're not getting them as with the best, the be- the good quality like we used to. It's just very different, just very different than how we used to be. And so it's a weird thing, like not to reconcile, I would say, but to think about, about like, man, there was there was no way that the biggest show on TV, which council of Dragon would hope it's tough to be, would just look at the Super Bowl and go, nah, we got it. Y'all got it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's nuts. You know, I just feel like we used to, there was some showmanship, man. You said, what happened to Pride? You know? It's like, hey, it's Super Bowl. We're going to get there. We're going to show them. You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to drop our nuts and let them know, like, hey, we're here. Like, no, nah, y- y'all got it. Y'all y- nah, this yeah. sounded
0: like the Disney Bob Iger speech now. Yeah, so that's
2: yeah. uh, Timu, Timu can have our, our 30 seconds. Y'all got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Warner, Amazon, I'm
1: super old on this episode, just bemoaning how
2: much better things used to be. Listen, listen, Ben, you should see my NBA takes. I'm like an old man, <laughs> an old yeah. man. Yeah, that's I mean, it. look,
1: people are gonna watch Hot D. Regardless of whether there's a Super Bowl trailer right there, they're listening to the Ringerverse and Hazavar We're going to tell them when that's coming. But I don't know. There was no Dune, but Dune had teasers, trailers during the conference championship games, and it's almost out. So I guess I, I would have liked to see the Acolyte. I'm not shocked that we didn't, but that would have been an exciting time to see a trailer for the Acolyte. Anything, so, I, at
0: this point, anything from Disney that I don't see, I will assume is not ready.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> we got okay, no yeah. Craven, no Craven the hunter. Where hey, is Craven? Craven? Is ready. Do you know? I'm, what I'm ready for Craven. has been ready for a while. Craven, that Craven. <laughs>
2: yeah, that that movie's been done, right? No, mm-hmm. Tony wasn't like, yeah. yo, we can we can spend we can spend a couple couple million dollars, for thirty seconds not, for, for Craven. They're not
0: listen. They're keeping the, the coin purse tight on, the, on their movie. No,
2: nah, but like, come on, man, like, stun on them. You know, it's just, it's Super <laughs> so Bowl funny. Sunday. No, they will are will never be a time this year where more people are watching television at the same exact time at all. And for you to look at that opportunity, be like, I'm Sony, but I can't afford it. That's crazy. Look how far we've fallen. It's nuts. Look how far we've fallen,
0: man. It's a shame. It's it's a a shame. With that, we are going to ride off into the sunset on our Christopher Walken BMWs and tell you that that is a wrap. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget, later today on the House of Our Feed, Mal and Joe will be giving you their Tropes course on Golden Trios. Be sure to look out for that. And on Wednesday, the House of Our gives you their Valentine's Day quickie, a look at the great romances across fandom. And this Thursday, the Midnight Boys will be giving you their reactions to Madam Web. Oh, boy. Thank you, Junior Mints, once again for rocking with us. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Ben Lindbergh for his gracious time. Mm, This was my Super Bowl. Thank oh you. yes it was hey mm-hmm. thank you so much we are produced by the great kerm an additional production from arjuna ramgopal thank you so much jomi any parting words
2: uh hey this what was this like a mitmash mash, mm-hmm. mash yeah, was great that i don't think because i don't think bun edition is the same no. <laughs> then it's the same no, no. <laughs> no. shout out to ben for hopping on love to have you hope to have you back in a match again soon yeah we'll have to Uh, have you guys over to button mash sometime home and home I love that gotta give a shout out to our interpreter number one on my draft board forever and (laughs) ever so stupid Kerb Knuckles the echidna (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) we will see you guys next time hopefully it's not Jeff Goldblum trying to get uh, two aliens to live in a one bedroom apartment in Los Angeles they oh, can't afford they that know. No, they can't no. afford that they don't have that money